received from heaven. And I'm so thankful for it. Praise God. Are you ready for the word of the Lord again tonight? Amen. Amen. Brother Waldrop, we're glad you're here. Come, take your liberty tonight. God bless you. Thank you, Elder Riggin. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. What a privilege to be in the presence of the Lord. Never want to take His presence for granted. Never want to lose my appreciation for the presence of the Lord. Amen. It is our distinct honor, privilege, and pleasure to be in revival in Olathe, Kansas. Amen. We appreciate God allowing us to be a part of what He's doing here. Are you glad to be a part of His kingdom? Of the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end. Amen. I pray today, Lord, your kingdom come in this church. Your kingdom come in Olathe, Kansas. Amen. Your kingdom come in me. Is that what you want? Amen. I want God's kingdom to come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. I want, before we go to the Word of the Lord tonight, I want to admonish and encourage every one of us in this sanctuary tonight to not just be hearers of the Word, but be doers of the Word. Paul admonished those in his writings to the Hebrew church. He said, in essence, I've gone here already in this revival, but we all heard the same preaching. We were in the same service, saying the same songs. I'm paraphrasing here. He said, but the word preached was not, did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard. Amen. I'm glad you're here. I really am. I'm glad you're hearing the word of the Lord. But for the word preached to do you any good, it's got to be mixed with faith. Faith, mixing with faith is not just nodding your head and saying Amen. Really mixing it with faith is doing something with it. Jesus said in Mark, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Amen. True belief initiates real action. Amen. And so when you're hearing from God, acknowledge that. And the Word of God being confirmed in your life with signs following, that's where it really matters. Amen. I want to preach good tonight, but it's not about how good the preacher is. Amen. What it's about is the Word of God being alive in you. Amen. Genesis chapter 1 happened not just because God said, but what God said was received by what He was speaking to. Amen. Turn with me while you're standing tonight to Mark chapter 10. Thank you, Pastor Riggin, for this invitation. In this opportunity, we certainly don't take it lightly. Amen. Love and appreciate your good man of God and his precious wife. Amen. Every one of us in this room tonight need to make up our mind before we go any further. I'm receiving the word tonight. I'm doing something with it. I'm responding to the word of the Lord. Amen. I'm responding to the word of the Lord. Amen. Verse 17 of Mark chapter 10. Speaking of the Lord, and when he was gone forth into the way, notice there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do? 
that I may inherit eternal life. What shall I do? Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. You know what's right. You know how you're supposed to live. Amen. He answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, I want you to notice this, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, one thing, would you say one thing? One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor. Thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. Amen. I am not belittling this young man's request. It is a very serious and sincere request. It is a very noble request. What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Nothing's more important than eternal life. Jesus did not sell his request short. He loved him enough to tell him the truth. Amen. You lack one thing. There's one thing that you are lacking. Not everyone that had money would have been told this, but this young man was told Jesus knew him. Jesus knew how important this young man's stuff was to him. He said, there's one thing that you lack. You need to prioritize your life. You need uh, to sell what you have, give it to the poor. He said, can I just read between the lines? You want to know how to have eternal life, but I've got more in mind for you. Take up your cross and follow me. I want you to be a disciple. Amen. I've got more in mind uh, for you. Come. Come back. When you do with all that, come back. I've got plans for you. Philippians, the third chapter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, the apostle Paul, verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing, would you say one thing? This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth under those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. One thing. This one my focus is singular. My focus is singular. Amen. There's one thing on my mind, and that's the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Nothing's more important to me. Amen. And so this one thing is what I do. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Somebody shout one thing. Amen. I want to preach about it tonight. Will you receive the word of the Lord tonight? Amen. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Please be seated. Lord bless you. Uh, the Bible uh, lets us know very plainly, very explicitly that we are in the world, but not of the world. Amen. I am one that enjoys living. I, I like to live, and I really like to live for God. There is no better life than focusing your life on the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I tell the Lord often, I really love living for you. Amen. I really love to feel your presence, to feel your hand, to hear your voice. But you know as members of the human race, and in particular living in what we would call in the Word of God the last days. We know that we're living in the last days. The Bible describes and details the attitude and actions of humanity in the last days, and we see all of these things all around us. And so, amen, being alive in the last days and noticing the the trends and uh, uh, the focus of our modern day generation. You understand it's very obvious that there's so much that is focused on things that don't really matter. It meant there, there's such big deals made out of things that have absolutely no eternal significance. Things that really don't matter. Now, they have eternal consequence, but no eternal significance. They determine uh, eternity. They determine and they uh, channel you and focus you in an eternal direction. They have eternal determinations, but when eternity, amen, comes uh, into our personal existence, they will have no significance. It doesn't matter. Seems the more inventive mankind becomes, the more distracted he also becomes. Let's just think about these things here for a moment or two. There are more tools today to get more done in less time than ever before. And yet some people are getting less done. They have more to work with. I, I was just thinking here, uh, just in my sermon preparation, back in the day where it was pen and paper, back in the day where, it, man, it was writing out the Scriptures, Amen. Back when it was uh, marking the page uh, in my Bible, amen, with a sticky note. Amen. Now it's uh, online Bible help and Bible programs and copy and paste, and thank God for it. Just the formation of uh, a sermon as far as taking what you're feeling and, and put it into 
presentation form, what, what used to take uh, hours, sometimes now can be contained in minutes. Amen. I, I am not opposed uh, to uh, all convenience and all technology, but you know what I'm talking about tonight. Uh, with all the conveniences, there's also a lot more distractions. Man, Jesus said uh, in Matthew's gospel, uh, take no thought saying. I'm talking about things that are way too important to way too many people. He said, don't, don't let your mind be focused uh, on what shall we eat uh, or what shall we drink uh, or wherewithal shall we uh, be clothed. Don't let the focus of your life uh, be food and raiment and convenience and pleasure. He said, after these things uh, do the Gentiles seek. Uh, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need uh, of all uh, these things. Uh, it meant we need uh, something to drink. Uh, we need uh, something to eat. Uh, we can't live without food uh, and drink uh, and shelter. These are needs, but he said uh, there is something more important uh, than that which will sustain uh, natural life. The world's focus is that which will sustain natural life. But he said, your father knows what you have need of. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Put first things first. He's not saying don't work a job. He's not saying be a sluggard and be slothful. That's not what he's saying. But he says get and keep your priorities right. And nothing matters more than the kingdom. Hallelujah, nothing is more important than well done, thou good and faithful servant. Would you lift up your hands right now? Let's glorify the king. Somebody open up your heart to his word. Oh, I feel a door of utterance being opened up right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The psalmist said... Uh, there's one thing. Somebody shout one thing. There's one thing I will seek after. He said one thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. What are you saying? I'm saying nothing's more important than the kingdom of God in my life. Hey, man, I love my family, but his kingdom's more important. I love family and friends, but his kingdom's more important. Hey, man, I love and enjoy relationships, but his kingdom's more important. 
I love wife and children, uh, parents, uh, uh, but his kingdom uh, is more uh, important. Uh, I love Jesus more uh, than I love anybody else. Uh, I love Jesus more uh, than I love anything else. Come on, from your heart, you need to be able to declare truthfully, amen, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Amen, I don't want to offend you, but if anything's more important to you than Jesus, you need to leave different than how you came tonight. One thing, one thing. Why, if I gotta choose one, it's Jesus every time. If I gotta eat, if I gotta choose one thing, it's His kingdom every time. If I gotta choose one thing, it's salvation every time. I don't have to think twice. There's no debate. He meant one thing, one thing, one thing. Jesus said to a rich young ruler, you got a lot going your way, but there's one thing keeping you from fulfilling your kingdom purpose and your kingdom potential. Your stuff is in your way. Your one thing is to reprioritize. Your one thing, young man, is to put God first. Amen. Paul uh, had many redeeming qualities, uh, but I submit to you his most redeeming quality uh, was his passion uh, for salvation. This one thing I do. One thing the psalmist said of others are. You, you mean, you mean, that's all you ever talk? No. There's other things I ask God for. But my central focus, my foundational desire is all about his kingdom. I'm seeking after his kingdom that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm contending tonight, uh, not just for your agreement. And I'm not preaching necessarily for your response while uh, I'm preaching. It's not about me and my ministry tonight. Uh, but I'm very much contending for your reception and your response to a word uh, from the Lord. Amen. Amen. You need to pull hell's wool uh, from off your eyes. Amen. You need to ask the Holy Ghost to help you rip the scales uh, off your eyes. If there's something more important to you than being saved, uh, let's get our priorities right. If there's anything more important to you than God's kingdom, uh, if there's anything more important to you than God's presence, uh, hallelujah, come on. Uh, let's get our business fixed tonight. Amen. There's many things in life uh, that are important, uh, but nothing is more uh, important uh, than my relationship with God. And if anything else uh, hinders my relationship, uh, it's too important to me. Amen. 
if it interferes with my relationship with Jesus, it's too important. If it distracts me from my relationship with Jesus, it's too important. If it interferes with my prayer, it's too important. I don't want to get bogged down tonight. Amen, amen. I'm not, I'm not throwing Martha under the bus tonight. Amen. I, 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 she was a precious lady. Jesus loved Martha very much. She was industrious. She was a hard worker. She was faithful. She was dependable. She was honest. Martha was not a hypocrite. Uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't have to wonder how Martha felt. She just tell you. Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother had not died. She was very vocal in her faith. I know that he shall live in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus came over. And Martha, she wanted everything to be done. And I appreciate that. I'm glad Martha cared. I mean, we want things to be done right when Jesus is coming. We're not going to be sloppy when it comes uh, to a visitation from the Lord. Amen. That's why we come early and we prepare. We make preparations for a heavenly visitation. We want things to be done right. We want Jesus to feel at home. We're not sloppy in our worship. We're not sloppy in our presentation. Amen. We care about Jesus and how he feels about this house. Amen. And Martha was consumed with everything being just right. But can I tell you, she got out of balance because she got more concerned about the preparation and the presentation than the visitation. Amen. I, I don't feel like Mary was lazy. I feel like before Jesus came, Mary was in the kitchen. Mary was dusting off the mantle. Mary was sweeping up the dust. Mary was concerned about presentation and preparation. But when Jesus walked in the house, this is what all that was about. Amen. I said, I've made my preparation. Now it's about a visitation. But Martha was still scurrying around. And the more she scurried and the more Mary sat, the more upset Martha got. And finally she goes to Jesus and she says, Lord, would you tell Mary to get up and help me? Then Jesus said, Martha, you're cumbered about much serving. But one thing. Martha is needful. Martha, you don't, you, you, you don't really need to worry about the roast right now. You really don't need to worry about the napkins getting folded. Martha, you don't need to worry about having the, amen, all the cutlery and the silverware in its rightful place. Amen. All that was fine before I came. But now that I'm here, one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen the good part that shall not be taken away from her. 
Jesus said, Martha, you're barking up the wrong tree, sweetheart. I'm not taking away from Mary what she chose because she chose the one thing that really matters, and that's being in my presence and sitting in my feet, hearing my voice. Can I preach it tonight? Mary was focused on what really mattered. Would somebody focus right now on what really matters? <laughs> what really matters is a visitation from on high. What really matters is the touch of God. Somebody clap your hands into the Lord and sincere and focused and heartfelt worship and adoration. Amen. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Amen. The world can't take it, but I can lay it down. The devil can't take it, but I can discard it. But I've made up my mind. One thing, one thing, I'm maintaining my focus. I'm not losing my focus. Oh, I've got a burden tonight. Come on, somebody. Nothing matters more. Oh, lift up your hands and praise the Lord. <laughs> Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost, folks. Hey, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> There's a lot of folks right now. Amen. We feel his presence. Why? Because it's our focus. It's our passion. It's our purpose. It's why we came. I'm telling you, this is why I'm preaching. Is to help somebody. Amen. Get a revelation. Amen. Can I take it a step further? Get a conviction. Amen. About the one thing that matters most. Mary hath chosen the one thing that's needful. Mary has a priority. Lord right. Martha, there's nothing wrong with having a clean house. There's nothing wrong with having a nice meal. But it's not more important than my presence. If you got to choose between the roast and Jesus, choose Jesus. I'm going to bump this and move right on, I'll try, I, I, I think. Amen. But how many times is it so easy to allow personal and physical responsibilities to hinder even a spiritual experience? Because we're so busy all day long taking care of business. And a day comes and goes, and we never sit at his feet. 
A day comes and goes. The sun rises and sets. And we never hear his voice. And we never feel his hand. But the house is spotless. And the supper was, amen, tremendous. Amen, the house is immaculate. Amen, and all that's fine and well. Amen, but if you can't have all that in Jesus, amen, let's have Jesus. Jesus said, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on the earth. Don't focus on earthly treasures. He said, but lay up treasure in heaven. Eternal investments. <laughs> he said, this is, this, is, this is why. For where your treasure is. There's where your heart's going to be. Where your treasure, what's important to you is determine, determines your focus. Because you, you focus on what's important. Or can I say it, what's most important is your true focus. You say, I, I, I hardly ever miss a service, Brother Waldrop. Yeah, but how many times do you leave better than you come? I'm telling you, you can, you can quote the scriptures and know all the verses to all the songs. You can clap in, in, on time and sing in tune. Amen. Say amen. Agree with everything that's said. But the kingdom not be your main focus. Because while you're clapping and singing, you're thinking about what's most important to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't get quiet on me now. Amen. Amen. I've been, I've been way, 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 way too long-winded here in Olathe. Amen. It's obvious that y'all are used to, as your pastor would say, God speaking to us and speaking to us and speaking to us. You're well-adjusted. Amen. Not everywhere I go can, amen, a congregation ride with me for so long. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to hurry tonight. Amen. But Jesus said, amen, your heart's going to be where your treasure is. Amen. Notice in that same context of Scripture, he said the light of the body is the eye. He said if your eye is single or clean, and pure, your whole body is full of light. If you're focused on right things, it affects every other part of your life. He said, but if your eye is evil, your body's full of darkness. It's no coincidence, but it goes from treasure to heart to eye. What? He meant it's, a, it's your focus, your treasure, your heart, your eye. It's your focus. It's what matters. And then he says in that same context of Scripture, no man can serve two masters. Am I, am I interpreting this right, that your focus 
determines your service? Treasure, heart, I, master. He said, you can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve deity and humanity. God and mammon is not God the devil. It's God in the flesh. It's spiritual and carnal. I'm telling you, the devil's not even in the top two. I love you, but the devil's not your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is yourself. Your biggest problem is uh, your focus uh, or the lack thereof. He said you're going to love the one and hate the other or hold to the one and despise the other. It's going to be one or the other. No man can serve two, but every man will serve one. he's saying is uh, God's going to be first uh, or you're going to be first. Uh, God's desires will matter most uh, or your desires will matter most. I know it's getting close to home right now. Uh, it needs to. Uh, come on, don't tune out uh, the Word of God. Uh, I said don't tune out the Word of God. Uh, this is red letters in your Bible. Uh, this is not my opinion. Uh, this is the Word from the Lord. He said what I want will matter most or what you want will matter most. What is your one thing? He said godliness, a man with contentment is great gain. I don't have to have a lot of things if I've got God. said, we didn't bring anything in this world, and we're not going to take anything with us. We came in with nothing, we're going to leave with nothing. That's what this book says. He said, having food and raiment therewith, be content. You've got something to eat and something to wear. It might, it might not be the best, it might not be the finest, you may not pay the most. That doesn't really matter. If you can afford the best, Go for it. Nothing wrong with having stuff and things. It's when stuff and things have you. It's when I've got to have this because so-and-so has it. Nothing wrong with having nice things, but you know what? What's even better than having nice things is getting nice things on sale. That's a nice tie. I, I don't really know what the brand is, but this is 10 bucks for 15 bucks on eBay. These are name brand slacks. These are, these are good ones. Heart Shafter and Marks. Good stuff. But you know what? Dillard's had a sale a couple of years ago, and I think I paid 15 or 20 bucks a pair for them. I paid more to get them fixed than I paid to carry them out the store. But you know what? I've got less invested in them than what the original price was. I'm not bragging. I'm really not. Daniel Cremo, 
mean, this, this fine threads. I don't know. Don't ask me what, what the full price. I don't even know. It don't matter what the full price. I, I'm guessing probably three to $500, maybe seven. I don't know. But about $105, bucks. Well, if that's too if that's too much for you, fine. I don't. But don't be offended. I'm wearing my stuff, but I didn't buy it when it first come out. I gotta have the latest and the greatest. Hallelujah, your pastor and pastor's wife uh, drive nice cars. You know what? Uh, they got good deals for them. Amen. Amen. If they were to replace with what they're driving now with brand new, uh, amen. God help us all. Amen. Would to God they could. And in Jesus' name, one day they will be able to if they want to. But a lot of the reason why they have what they have is because they don't want to. I'd rather get a bargain. I'd rather wait for a little while. I'd rather shop around. I don't know how I got off on this. Amen. Godliness and contentment is great gain. We didn't bring it and we can't take it. Having food and raiment, be content. But they that will be rich. He says it's not a sin to be rich, but it's they that will be. That's their focus. That's their aim. That's their goal. It's all about the bankroll, all about the bank account, all about appearances. They that will be, somebody shout will. Come on, that's pride, that's arrogance, that's iniquity. That's what turned Lucifer into the devil. That's what got an archangel kicked out of heaven. Amen and banished. Amen to an eternal damnation in hell. They that will be rich fall into corruption or temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drive or drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, nothing wrong with having money. Just don't let your money have you. Who is serving who? Lift up your hands right now. Uh, he that hath an ear, let him hear. He that hath an ear. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I press toward the mark. This is what I do. This is what matters most. Stand with me right now. Don't, don't lower your hands, but amen. Amen, let's acknowledge what matters most right now. This one thing I do.
Amen. This is the theme of my life. This is the focus of my existence. This is what it's all about for me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I said nothing matters more than being saved. Nothing matters more than being right. Come on, rebuke. Amen, your carnality. Come on, take authority over iniquity tonight. Amen. Come on, that humanistic self-justification. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You say, preacher, I didn't come to church expecting anything. Change your expectancy right now. Come on, update your faith. Let God step in your world. Let God rearrange your priorities. Come on, don't just hear it. Receive it. This is why. This is why I took time before I even read a text tonight. Amen. I felt this coming. Hey, I saw your face today. I prayed for you. I said, I saw your face, and I prayed for you today. Come on, take it a step further. Whatever you're giving to God, give him a little bit more. I'm, I'm begging you. I'm begging tonight in Jesus' name. I, I'm beseeching you in the name of the Lord. Whatever degree of response you're offering God, let's offer some more. Let's offer some more. Come on, whatever you're giving to God, give more. I said, whatever you're giving to God, give Him more. Give Him more. One thing. One thing. Amen. One thing. One thing. My focus is singular. Amen. I have a lot of responsibilities. I fulfill a lot of roles in life. But nothing's more important than being a child of God. Nothing's more important than being profitable in His kingdom. Saints of God, let's go to prayer. Come on, let's take this beyond obligation. Come on, I'm reaching for a soul right now. I'm telling you, this matters. This service matters in eternity. This service matters. One thing I do, this is it. I press toward the mark. I press toward the goal. I run toward the goal that I can win the prize of being called to heaven. I strain, one translation reads, to reach the end of the race and receive the prize.